We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome, 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 welcome to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox Live. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I'm just really enjoying this fabulous day. I better turn my phone off so the notifications won't be all on the live broadcast. But I am enjoying this beautiful day, and I'm excited to have with me a very amazing guest, Dr. Watson. Dr. Tommy Watson is our guest for Laquita's Toolbox Live, so I am definitely honored that he is um, blessing us with some amazing tools on today. Uh, but before we get started, Toolbox audience, there's two things. First things I've got to take care of is thanking our sponsors at Covenant Press, and they are a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop where uh, we as believers are able to purchase items that allow us to wear and share the message of the love of Jesus Christ. If you want to visit Covenant Press, please go out to their website at www.covenant-press.com. Go ahead and shop till you drop. And if you're purchasing $50 or more of items, if you're a Laquita's Toolbox um, audience member, put in that growth as your promo code and you'll get 25% or more off of your purchase of $50 or more. So you want to take that opportunity to shop there at Covenant Press. And the second thing is get something to write with and to write on because you don't want to miss the tools that will be shared today on the toolbox. Uh, Dr. Tommy, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Laquita, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's <laughs> the sun is shining here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm sure it's shining there in Texas, too, I hope, at least, right? Well, you know what? We're experiencing some this weather is weird here in Texas. We're subject to have all four seasons in the day. And so today we woke up with fall. It's really? raining. Really? 
It's raining and it's dreary. However, yesterday was bright and sunny. So wow, wow, we've been getting snow here. So I'm, I love the sunshine as well. So yeah, you could keep the sun to be on with you. Absolutely, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Doctor Tommy, thank you again so much for um, being a guest with us today on Laquita's Toolbox. And you and I have had an opportunity to have a bit of a conversation. As a matter of fact, it was last week. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a conversation. I really enjoyed that yeah. to be a guest on your podcast. And I love your story. You have such an amazing story of resilience and perseverance. That, so I just knew that you'd be able to drop some tools here at the toolbox. So for those that don't know you, please uh, take a moment and share with us who you are and your story. It is a pleasure to be on here with you again. And thank you for being on my podcast. You guys got to make sure you tune into the Quita story too. It's an amazing story. I'm sure there'll be some nuggets you're going to drop as well, though. So I'm originally from uh, Denver, Colorado, Laquita, and I grew up there. My mother and father were heroin addicts and shoplifters as kids. So as a kid, I grew up, spent a lot of time. My mother and father were arrested 121 times by the time I finished high school. Wow. As a kid, I spent a lot of time in foster homes, crisis centers, motel rooms, bounced around from place to place, went to four different elementary schools between my second and third grade year school. So I was a very angry kid. I was a very uh, misguided kid. I was a kid who was looking, searching for love. And I found myself in third grade wanting to join the local Crips that was in my neighborhood. And I was getting ready to do that. Mm. I was living with my aunt and she got me involved in sports. And uh, sports literally saved my life. Ended up going uh, on to play sports. And everything I was looking for in the world of gangs, I received from playing sports. A sense of belonging. Great connection between male mentor, coach, and other kids who had the same aspirations as myself. So did that for a number of years. Was with my on for a number of years. By my seventh grade year of school, I was back with my mother and father. We found ourselves in another very difficult situation. It was a beautiful sunny day in the city of Denver. And I'm sitting at home. This is the summer before my eighth grade year of school. I'm watching my favorite television show. And there was a knock at the door. And I go to the door. And to my surprise, there sit the police and local sheriffs. I'm like, wow, why are you here? But they had informed me that we had to get out because my parents had been paying rent. And I was like, okay, you mean 60 days, right? Because we have gone through this before. Like, no. I was like, you mean 30 days? They were like, no. I said, so, so when are we supposed to get out? And they said, right now. Wow. Right now? Where are we supposed to go? And they yeah. said, that's not a problem. They went to our house. The Queen started throwing all of our stuff into the front yard. Wow. And I just kept saying, so where are we supposed to go? Long story short, ended up leaving there with my family of nine of us with only the clothes made on our back and moving to a one, our seventh motel room. This particular motel room we stayed in my entire three years of school was one room, nine people, two beds, one bathroom. We stayed. Our clothes were dirty. We talked about the school. Teachers didn't believe in me. I didn't believe in myself. Um, I had a learning disability. But I ended up getting a scholarship to go to this private suburban Denver High School because I was a pretty good athlete. And I remember my mother and father were against me going to the school and wasn't quite sure what was going to happen with the opportunity. But they ended up going back to prison again in the eighth grade, my, in my three year school. <laughs> grandmother, my other grandmother took me and my little brother and sister in and moved us into the heart of our neighborhood, which was now being called Little Compton now in the 80s because all the gang members from L.A. were now in Denver. Right. Where everyone was going to L.A. So took three city buses every morning as a ninth grader, starting at 6.30 in the morning to get to school every day. Did this for a number of years. By my junior year of high school, my grandmother had developed Alzheimer's disease. My little brother had gotten heavily involved in gangs and attempted to shoot someone in school and was shipped off to juvenile prison. My older brother I met by pure coincidence in a foster home in second grade was coming back around because he had ties to the same gang as my little brother. My older sister was now on crack cocaine. My second older sister was in foster care and my life was in a turtle, uh, total turmoil. And my mother now was being released from prison with no longer doing drugs, no longer involving criminal activity. However, 
no one would give her a second chance. We do. So she mm-hmm. turned into selling drugs to take care of us. In the middle of my right. school, she got busted for selling drugs and was all the way back to prison again. I ended up finding myself homeless. And a friend of family took me in for the last six months of my senior high school and left Denver 30 years ago on a Greyhound bus. I never moved back home. I left there. My mom was in prison. My dad was in prison. I was an All-American football player, so I had a scholarship to the University of Minnesota. Younger brother was in prison and literally had no home address to return to back in Denver, Minnesota, with aspirations of going on to play pro, but I got hurt. And uh, God had other plans for me, which forced me to get my degrees. When I got my four degrees, became a school principal and then left being a principal about 12 years ago to start my own company, uh, motivational speaking, coaching, and so So that's where I am today. So in a nutshell, that's kind of Dr. Tommy Watson. That's such a multifaceted story, but it absolutely explains your moniker because you are a person of inspiration. It's one of those stories that really drive home the fact that it doesn't matter how you begin. What matters is who you know that you are and where you want to be. Like, how bad do you want to? How bad do you want it? My beginning does not define my current situation, literally. And it doesn't really define where I want to be. Nothing is impossible if I simply just believe in myself and want to pursue those goals. So one of the questions that I really like to ask the Toolbox guests is mm-hmm. the importance of identity. In that whole time of you growing up from literally from, from yeah. until you left to go to college, how much of that was a struggle with knowing who you are? And once you figured out who you are, how much did that help you overcome the adversities that you face? That's a great question. Of course, growing up in a situation, all of us want to grow up in situations with the people who brought us into this world. There's nobody who knows us better other than God, of course, but our mother and father. So not having that as a young person growing up, bouncing around from foster homes, crisis centers, to motel rooms, all these different places. I mean, I lived in numerous foster homes by the time I was in second grade. So you start talking about identity. I didn't know who I was. So third grade, my identity was about to be connected with the Crips in Denver. That guy from my eye and then my identity began to be associated with sports. But again, that's still surface level. That wasn't who Tommy Watson was put on surf to be though. It really wasn't until when I was in college, my third year of college, I was back home. You know, I was at the University of Minnesota. I was playing sports like most guys were playing one class as much. It was all about being cool in football. So I'm back home visiting. My mother's now out of prison and I'm driving my older brother's minivan and I'm getting ready to parallel park the minivan. We picked up his girlfriend. We were ready to parallel park the minivan in, in front of his, uh, in front of my mother's house. I noticed that corner was a black Cherokee sitting in that corner and it turned and started coming our way. I continued to try to park the minivan and suddenly I started hearing boom, pop, pop, pop. There was gunshots. Mm-hmm. And I heard gunshots before was something my mom's like, you better get down. So my foot on the brake, I leaned towards the middle of the car like we did coming <laughs> head and chest area. And that's when the glass started breaking on, on the van. And I'm like, I'm about to die. Wow. And I remember just sitting there waiting for a bullet to pierce my body, hoping that it wouldn't hit me in the head or chest where I could survive. And then the gunshot stopped and I popped up. I looked to see if I'd been wounded. Thank God I hadn't been. My mind listened to my mother who was sitting in the passenger side, not moving. Then she popped up. The young lady back popped up. We got from the, from the mini, step away from the minivan. The minivan was shot from front to back. Wow. Two shooters. It was a bullet that was lodged in the bottom windowsill of my door that was meant to kill me. We were going back to college with a whole new perspective on identity. I was going back saying, I need to find out who God said Tommy Watson really is. That's I remember going back to the University of Minnesota saying, hey, you know what? All this stuff I went through, because prior to that, one of my teammates said, you know what? God's been looking after you, man. Prior to the drive-by shoot, I was like, ah, if God had been looking after me, I wouldn't have went through all this other stuff. Walking away from the drive-by shoot, I said, God had been looking after me. Yes. And he asked more to my life, there's more to my life to be done than just sports. Yeah, started to really kind of use my story to inspire myself and to inspire others, which is part of my mission and my identity. But our identity can only be found through our creator. And if we don't have that connection to our creator, 
we will fall to the realms of trying to be the man or the woman or whatever it may be that society wants us to be. And that stuff may work for a minute. Mm -hmm. Long term, it does not work. Yes. I'll tell you, when I was at a place of depression in college and contemplating suicide, on, on the outside, it looked like I was the man. I had girlfriends. I had, I was good at football. I could fight. But on the inside, I was dying. Identity is far more than just those superficial things that society tells us we need to have. So you got to dig deep and really kind of find out who you, what you're created to be and and do. That's real good. I, I love the way that you were able to outline how your identity shifted a few times. Absolutely. You know, in your youth, you didn't quite know who you were because of all the, the traumatic experiences um, that you were. Then when you began to become a great athlete, you identified as an athlete. But even in that, because it was superficial, it was temporal, it was based on all things were right and in alignment, mm-hmm. then my identity is solid and I'm good. And that's something like, a lot of, I believe that my son is, is a college athlete. My youngest is a college athlete right now. Mm-hmm. And I believe that sports is great. I played sports, but to know the difference between me or you being a great athlete and then actually who we are will help a whole lot of college athletes in some major ways. Absolutely. Critical. It's critical. Because that identity piece, and when I know who I am and whose I am, it doesn't matter what happens the adversities that may happen on the outside, I will overcome those. Right. That's it. The adversities won't happen because I'm solid in who I am. It's just my response to those adversities and my willingness to press forward and push but surround myself with the right people. It changes. Right. We're saying on that outside, you looked great. But on the inside, you were broken. On the outside, you were living a college dream. College athlete, great at what you did. The girls loved you. Who wouldn't be loving that existence? A couple of them like me. I don't think a lot of them. Just a couple of them? Just a couple <laughs> <laughs> You know, a, a college kid's dream, right? Uh, so we think. But on the inside, outside of that, if you could, that experience that you had there with the drive-by shooting and then remembering what your college room friend uh, told you, hey, God's been looking out for you a long time. In that, it's when you went back and had a chance to meditate on that. What are some of the things that you were able to pull together to say, okay, yes, Lord, who did you create me to be? What did that process look like? Sometimes when we go through tough times, we start looking at the problem itself. And the problem is the problem. However, we need to look at the problem with purpose. Mm-hmm. So I had to shift from looking at things happening to me mm-hmm. to things happening for me. Oh, come on. That's good. So I said, maybe when I was in foster home, it didn't feel good. Maybe when I was homeless, it didn't feel good. But maybe there's a bigger purpose that God is leading me to have. Maybe I become the voice of those kids who are now dealing with homelessness. Mm -hmm. It's dealing with foster in the foster care system. Mm -hmm. The movie I made has won several awards, talks a lot about that. But you, you get a shift in terms of looking at things happening to me, to things happening for me, but also you get a better understanding that sometimes in life, Laquita, adversity is a far better teacher than victory. Yeah. Yeah. So for, I went to a private suburban Denver high school where the kids were millionaires. When they went skiing on the weekend, they went to resorts, their family either owned or partially owned. Today, I can tell you that I have the highest amount of education Anybody in that class, it doesn't make me better than anybody else like that. But the resilient, what I had to go through mm-hmm. forced me to be able to become a driver. I'm, I'm a person who uh, I'll go get it. I'm willing to work hard. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to accomplish my goals and dreams. So the big shift for me was, again, moving from that. But the final shift was, that was 
really cool, Laquita. And this is, I want everybody to get out there. Sometimes when you're going through tough times, mm-hmm. got to learn how to dream beyond your circumstance. Come on, sir. Say that one more time real loud. Got to dream beyond your circumstance. That's what kept me in the game when things were very tough. I've always been a dreamer, Laquita. Even when I was in, when I was in, when I was five years old, I got back from my parents. I remember they wouldn't teach me how to ride a bike. I'd watch the other kids ride a bike. I found a yellow 10-speed by the garbage can. I told myself at the age of six, I was going to learn how to ride a bike just like those other kids. Mm. I would push the bike up to people's cars, and I would climb up on the hood, and I would get on the bike, and I would try to pedal, and I'd fall down. I would do it again. I would do it. I eventually learned how to ride the bike, barely touching the pedals. And that's how I learned how to ride a bike, though. But I saw myself learn how to ride a bike far beyond before I had a bike, though. Right. I didn't yeah. when it came to whatever situation may be. And I want people to get this though. One of the most common traits of successful people is they're able to see themselves accomplishing their goals and dreams well beyond the point before they actually achieve it. Yes. Whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to accomplish, you got to see yourself achieving it now. Yes. Let's give you this last statistic right here. Well, piece of research here. There was a research uh, that was done on the brains of actors. They put MRI machines on brains of actors. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that when the actors were in character, I want everybody to listen to this. When the actors were in character, mm-hmm. their brains actually changed. Wow. They became someone else. Wow. That's the same thing that happens with us when we dream. Come on. Now. You can be one place physically, but your mind can take you to a whole other place where you can be achieving later on. So don't let your current circumstances stop you from dreaming about where God is going to be taking you to. Dream it, see it, feel it, talk about it all day, every day, and take yourself there and condition your mind to be at that place well before you get there. So those are some of the things I learned how to do in the process of of, of becoming and then gravitating and gaining my true identity. That's awesome. The vision is so important, Mike. We have to be able to visualize that that we expect, that we desire, that we want. If we can't visualize it, then how can we map out yes. a plan in order to get there? How will we know the steps that we need to take? Step one, step two, step three. If you don't have that ability to visualize it, if you've lost all hope, Absolutely. our imagination, right? Like our imagination takes us there. I, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And you know what it is? It's really faith. You know, so I tell people, when I was growing up in the situation I grew up, I had to be able to see the there, that was there. Mm-hmm. There was nothing there but me there. Mm. I'll say it one more time. So I had to be able to see the there, that was there. Mm. There was absolutely nothing there but me there. Wow. Wow. That is faith. And that's what God wants us to do. We have to be able to see the there, that is there, when there is absolutely nothing there but you there. Come on now. But your hope and your faith taking to the place you want to be. That's faith. Yeah. 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 That is, when you see it, that ain't faith. That's the end result of the manifestation. Yes. Come on now. That's real good. I mean, that's literally living out, uh, speaking those things that are not as though they were. I won't speak it if I don't believe it. That's right. That's right. So we've got to be able to visualize it. We've got to be able to see it. That we have to have that faith that we can do it. And in order to walk it out, that those are some amazing tools. Listen, Toolbox audience, thank you so much for jumping in and giving some of your comments. If you just tuned in, 
We're having a great conversation today about the importance of identity. I'm speaking with Dr. Tommy Watson, who shared with us an amazing story, persistency and resilience, overcoming and walking in greatness. I, I, I give it so many different things. Like, so if you just jumped in and you missed the first half of the broadcast, don't worry, hit the replay and share this with someone that you know can benefit from it. Those of you that have been watching, again, thank you so much. Hit those like, share, and comment buttons. We want to hear feedback from you. Uh, we want to know your thoughts. We're here to answer any questions that you might have. And so let's just ju jump right back into it, Dr. Tommy. Me. You've given us some great tools. You've given us some great tools where she has your story of persistency and resilience. You've talked about the importance of identity and even share with us how at different phases in our lives, we can actually identify in different areas. But ultimately, what we know for sure, who we are, that's when we're coming into an agreement with who God created us to be. When I'm in alignment with him and he has spoken to us concerning who we are, that's when you really know your identity. And that's when we can begin to step into and walk into our greatness. And part of the challenge that we, a lot of people face is that we allow other people to take us off course. Mm, I'm doing some research right now, and the caterpillar goes through three phases. It's a caterpillar, it goes into cocoon, where all the stuff takes place. It's not sleeping in that cocoon. A lot of stuff takes place. I thought it was kind of just chilling out of the cocoon. There's a lot of stuff happening in that cocoon. Then it becomes a butterfly. I tell people all the time, do you know that caterpillars cannot convince other caterpillars that they cannot be, they can't be convinced. They cannot. Caterpillar simply knows I was put on this earth. It's a transformation to become a butterfly. Yeah. No matter what you say, I'm going to go into that crystallization phase in the next cocoon and I'm going to become butterfly. Yeah. So we as individuals, we've allowed family members, friends to speak into us and tell us what we're not. And we begin to shift down our aspirations to meet their needs and not going after our own goals and dreams. Things that's taking place here recently with, with COVID during the, during the pandemic is a lot of people have come to a realization after being off of work for many years that they were throwing, thrusted into jobs that they really didn't like. Yes. Going to work just because yes. somebody told them you should do this or do that. Yes. One of the things we have found here in, in North Carolina, Laquita, was last year was that last year in North Carolina, we had over 100, nearly 180,000 people become entrepreneurs. Mm. What's this realization taking place where people are going back to their childhood dreams and say, well, hey, maybe I wasn't supposed to go work in corporate America. Maybe I wasn't supposed to go do this or that. I want to jump out here. Maybe I want to be an art teacher. I want to do my own thing, though. So, yes. So the pandemic has created a lot of inspiration to people to kind of find out who they truly are. Find yeah. Out like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's happening across the, a globe. Yeah. Uh, there are so many people. That, and I don't want to minimize the devastation that the pandemic has caused. But on the brighter side, there are so many people that have discovered who they are and have been passionately pursuing their purpose. So many entrepreneurs are birthed out as a result of this pandemic. There was, there's this wing place by my house. And when we were finally able to get back into places, I visited the wing place and the owner shared her story with me. A single sister with several kids, lost her job like most people did during the pandemic, but the bills didn't stop. So she started delivery driving. Mm. Saving her money, cooking plates out of her house. Long story short, in 2020, she went from full-time job, no job, driving delivery to opening her own business. That's the thing she's always been passionate about. And the pandemic has offered a lot of people opportunity to spend some time with themselves, to spend some time with their family members, 
and figure out what's important, what's really important and putting it first. And that opened up the opportunity to go ahead and pursue their purpose with a passion. And it's producing income, whether it's more income than they made before or less income than they made before, but it's produced joy that people don't want to return to the confines of a nine to five that was draining my energy. That's right. Which is priceless. You can't can't measure measure money on that. Yeah. You can't put a price on that. Yeah. Not at all. all. When I jumped out there 12 years ago to start my business as a speaker, Within six months, I was flat broke, but I was not going back. Yeah. There was no plan. People asked me, what was plan B? I said, there is no plan B. There is no plan B. Only plan A. Yeah. And I kept going. I kept going. I kept going because it didn't matter. I, it didn't matter to me if I lost everything in the short term. Mm-hmm. I felt God was calling me in this direction. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stay where I wasn't supposed to be at, even though I was making $120,000 a year. It wasn't about the money. I had to leave that to get to the place where God was calling Tommy Watson to be. Yeah, I want you to go out and inspire lives and change lives, even in your broken state. All thing has not changed. So anybody out there, if you're going through something right now, no matter what your current state may look like, whatever God said he has for you, he has for you, though. That's for you. Yeah, but one thing about people, the, the word believe, okay? I want people to look at this. The word believe has two components to it. Be and live. Okay? Come from now. Okay? So to be means you got to be mentally. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you got to become it mentally first. Yes, yes. Live is going to be, live is about your behaviors, okay? So I can tell what you believe by what you act, what you carry yourself. You may say one thing, but I'm going to look at your behaviors. Your behaviors are going to tell me what you truly believe. Yes. So whatever it is you believe in God for, you got to become that mentally now. Come on now. You got to become it now. You got to become it way before you get it. Yes. Before you get it. People talk a lot about the process that you go through life that God takes us through oftentimes is a process in preparation for something greater. If you're willing to skirt, you don't want to face adversity. You're scared to fail and get back up because failure isn't, really isn't failure. Until yeah. As long as you're learning, you're winning. You can back up and God, you'll, you'll get there what God has planned for you though. So that's powerful. The be and the live. Yeah. I am not already believing it in my heart. Yeah. Then I will not take the steps. That's right. To live out because I don't believe. That's right. I like to tell people all the time, like the power of affirmations is powerful only if you believe them. That's right. If you do not believe them, saying them is just a mechanical practice. That's right. But when I believe them, when I lock hold on it and I believe it, then I'll become it. Yes. Absolutely. I write a lot about what's called the process of change. And I learned that actually from our spiritual parents. And of course, that's taught in our church and in the church we were born for at the time. Mm-hmm. And literally, he calls it the process of change. And this thing say do. That I think, yeah. that, that I say is what I will do. And that that I do define who I am. Yes, that's good. Yeah. But we all live in that process. Whatever your process is, wherever you are, you're not living above or operating above your current level of knowledge. That's and right. your current level of knowledge is a direct reflection of what you believe. That's right. Absolutely. If I, I mean, I could read 10 books in the next two months, but if I don't believe in what was written in the pages, yes. it's going to serve me. And you know, it's important for people to, to know and understand that you got to be careful the words you say to yourself. You got to be careful the words you let other people say in you as well, because your words convert to images. Mm-hmm. So if I say cat, most people out there are going to see a cat. If I say dog, you're going to see a dog. You're going to picture yes. a dog. You're not going to necessarily see the words. You're going to, you might see the words, but you're going to think of a visual. So our, our brains are designed to create a image of what you hear. Yes. So if people are speaking negative things into your life, your vision now becomes that negative word or aspect of those that has been spoken to your life. So you got to be around people or you got to eliminate some people okay, from your life who aren't speaking to where you 
are trying to get to or where God is taking you to though. Whatever that's the line where you're trying to get to, you got to go into that cocoon and become a new you. And that means getting rid of some people. When that, when that caterpillar grows in that cocoon, goes in solo. He didn't take nobody else in there with him. He didn't take a, a cheering squad in there with him. And what happens is the body of the caterpillar is literally destroyed in that process and he becomes something greater. Sometimes in your darkest moment, you might think God is actually out to tear you apart, but he's positioned for a new identity, who you truly are. That's so I think so, I mean, this has been a great show. Yeah. That, that's it. I mean, we definitely have to become a new version of ourselves, a greater and a better version of ourselves. And it's a process. Yeah. It won't happen overnight, but if I believe it, I can achieve it. I can, it will happen. I'll take the necessary steps to get there. And wow. And that nugget that you dropped about getting rid of some folks in our life. So we could have a whole nother conversation about that. <laughs> the importance of the network that we have. But thank you so much, Dr. Tommy, for coming on and sharing these amazing tools. But, but before you please take some time and let everyone know how they can connect with you, how they can uh, partner with you, what books you have out. And those of you that are watching, again, thank you so much for watching. And we'll have all of these links drop. I'll drop them in the comment section so that you can reach out and connect with Dr. Tommy. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and again, I appreciate the work you're doing, Laquita, and changing lives as well. Folks, if you want to contact me, you can definitely go to tawatson.com. That's my main website. All my contact information is there as well. My book, Face with Courage, is the book that talks about my story of going from homeless to doctor. If you want to, you know, look more into that. But I've also written a movie that's won seven awards that I'm also talking to some folks in Hollywood about producing later on that really shines the light on homelessness, childhood homelessness. I want to tell the difference here because I grew up in Denver, Colorado. There's a difference between being in poverty and being homeless. Mm -hmm. so I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and I was in eighth grade. The school bus would go get all my friends in the projects. And again, I'm not minimizing being in poverty or living in the projects, things like that. But I'm saying it's different though. So they would get all the kids on the projects, about a hundred of them, get on the bus, go to school, no stigma because all the kids are coming from the same area. They were getting taken care of by the government and everything else, though. And the situation we were in, in this motel room, now we're off the beaten path of the government. Mm -hmm. Nobody's helping us. My mom and dad are living this illegal life. And we aren't eating on a regular basis. Our schools, our meals are coming from school. We don't know when we're going to be kicked out of the motel room because everything's day to day when you live in motel rooms. There's no month the eviction notice they got to give you. You can just go at any point in time, though. So it really brings a lot of exposure to what it means to be a kid in America and, and, and deal with homelessness. And there's a number of kids who are on the streets, but there are a number of kids and families who live in motel rooms, homeless shelters, couch hopping from place to place. So it's going to really bring exposure. And there's a lot of kids out there who really need the support of, and other kids are aging out of the foster care system as well, need that support as well. Great movie. I hope we'll get that brought to the screens here soon. My podcast, do check in. Resilient Stories podcast. The Quita Stories coming up. Amazing story. The followers there, Resilient Stories podcast. And everything you need pretty much for me is uh, tawatson.com. I also created a coaching program for those folks out there who are now in a place where they're wondering, okay, how can my story really tie into my purpose? I'm going to tell you, your, your purpose in life yes. is you're going to be connected to your story. Yes. Okay. And then the next phase is I help people discover is who are the people out there who can benefit from your story? Because there are people out there willing to pay you for your story. Yes. Then how do you build the multiple streams of income you need to sustain and build a successful business? around your story. It's a lot of people doing it and it can be done. And uh, you want to jump into the, I'm, I, I'm a big encourager of telling people they should have enough. There's a reason that people who are business owners don't pay as much in taxes as our mm -hmm. employees. <laughs> Everyone needs an LLC. Yes, absolutely. The tax code system was set up to benefit employers and not necessarily uh, employees. employees. Yeah. That's so true. That's a million dollar business pathway. I think I can do to help you and serve you. 
Uh, go to my website. We'd love to coach you through those aspects. And um, Quita, you're amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Dr. Todd. I really appreciate it. Thank you again. Hopefully we can have you back again to talk on some of these other topics because, I mean, we just, yeah, it's a lot we can just dive deeper into right there. So appreciate you, sir. Toolbox audience, thank you so much uh, for tuning in today and, and for your engagement. We're looking forward to you guys tuning in to my next episode of Laquita's Toolbox Live. I do have another great guest coming up. Thank you again to our sponsors there at Covenant Press, uh, the faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop. You guys go out to www.covenant-press.com and do some shopping. If you were purchasing $50 or more of items, put in that promo code GROWTH and you will receive 25% off of your purchase. Until next time, you guys blessed. And this has been another Liquidus Toolbox. Take care and have a great day.